0: It's the Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious.
1: Uh, you're listening to the Sound mm, Kitchen. Yummy. I'm
2: Susan Owens Beef Cooking.
1: Bienvenue and welcome to the sound kitchen where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday the 9th of December the 343rd day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are only 22 days left in 2023. 22 days left to do something sustainable, like the Pakistani architect Yasmin Lari. I read a wonderful article this past week about her in the Washington Post. I'll put it on the Sound Kitchen and the club's Facebook pages so you can read it too arguably Pakistan's most famous architect, she designed some of the country's most recognizable buildings, the Finance and Trade Center in Karachi, and the Pakistan State Oil House, for example. In 2000, she retired from her practice, wanting to focus on humanitarian work. So, what's she doing? Building simple, flood-proof houses from bamboo. These are not disaster relief shelters, she insists, but disaster-resistant homes. Bamboo's strong, consistent fibers give it mechanical properties comparable to the most durable manufactured materials. Architects call it natural steel. A crew without much technical knowledge can manufacture and assemble the structure's eight panels and the interior bamboo beams that support them on site. Yasmin Lari designed them so that homeowners can easily make repairs and even additions. The bamboo villages she's helped build survived last year's devastating monsoon rains. So, what's her plan now? Build one million more. The bamboo homes are designed to be copied and pasted across Pakistan and perhaps beyond its borders. Her foundation's free YouTube videos show how to build the homes. Her foundation is called the Heritage Foundation of Pakistan. She says the houses cost about 176 U.S. dollars to build. Now, that's what I call sustainable and noble. I would like to meet Yasmeen Lari and shake her hand.
0: You're listening to Susan
1: Owensby, sound kitchen. Paul Myers is finally back where he belongs right here next to me in the kitchen. Say hello, baby brother.
2: Hello, big sister.
1: And I'm really your big sister now because <laughs> you still have what, 2 weeks or so to catch up with yeah, me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So now I have turned 62, but you're still 61, I'm aging
2: rapidly. <laughs>
1: Erwan Rome, who's only in his early 50s, is with us. He's behind the glass window in front of us in the control room. A bit later in the show, you'll hear his music from Erwan. And there's your responses to the bonus question on the listener's corner with Paul. So don't touch that dial.
0: This is the Sound Kitchen. Is
1: Susan Owensby is cooking.
2: you ready? I do hope so.
1: And so do I, because it's time for the quiz. On the 29th of October, I asked you a question about our article, Official Swedish Dictionary Completed After 140 Years about the publication of the definitive one and only official dictionary of the Swedish language called the Swedish Academy Dictionary. It was drawn up by the Swedish Academy, the body that awards the Nobel Prize in Literature. And that was your question. You were to write in with the name of the person who founded the Swedish Academy, and in which year? Baby brother,
2: what's the answer? Well, to quote our article... The Swedish Academy was founded in 1786 by King Gustav III to promote the country's language and literature and work for the purity, vigour and majesty of the Swedish language. In addition to the quiz question, there was the bonus question. Which season do you prefer and why? The question was suggested by Rafik bin Kondakar Litton from Nowagan, Bangladesh. You'll hear the answers later in the Listener's Corner, so please do stay with us.
1: The winners of this week's quiz are... RFI Listener's Club member Timothy Ofori from Kumasi, Ghana. Timothy is also the winner of this week's bonus question. He wrote, My favorite season is definitely the rainy season, as it's called here. There are only two seasons here in Ghana, the dry season, Harnatan, and the rainy season. After months of scorching heat and unrelenting sunshine, the arrival of the rainy season is always a welcome relief. Congratulations, Timothy. Also on the list of lucky winners this week are Razia Khalid, who's a member of the RFI Seven Stars Radio Listeners Club in District Chineo, Pakistan, and RFI Listeners Club member Ashik Ekbal Tokon from Rajshahi, Bangladesh. Ashi concluded a note to us with his quiz entry. He wrote about the Nobano Festival. Here's his letter. As we transition into late autumn in Rajshahi, the anticipation for the forthcoming winter is palpable. The current weather is notably pleasant, setting the stage for Nobano, the new rice festival. This traditional celebration holds great significance in our culture, symbolizing the harvest season and fostering a sense of community. We extend a cordial invitation for you to join us in reveling in the joyous atmosphere of Nobano, where you can partake in cultural festivities and savor the delightful experience of sweet date juice early in the morning. You will also taste other dishes made with rice and date molasses, sugarcane molasses, milk, and many other delights.
0: Mm. Yummy.
1: Thanks for the info Ashik and I hope your Nobano celebrations were wonderful and yummy. There's another RFI listeners club winner this week, Gayatri Sahu from Odisha, India, and last but not least, RFI English listener Debashis Gope from West Bengal, India. Congratulations to this week's winners and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. <laughs> I imagine you've heard our sad news this past week about a tourist who was killed by a terrorist close to the Eiffel Tower. This has brought about a flurry of concern about the safety of the Olympic Games, which we're hosting here in Paris this coming summer. The opening ceremony will be on the River Seine, which presents great challenges for security. French government officials are doing their best to convince the public they will be safe, especially for the opening ceremony. But you know all about this because you read our article. French sports minister says no plan B for Olympics opening ceremony, right? Well, I want you to reread it and send in the answer to this question. In the plans for the opening ceremony on the River Seine as they stand right now, how many free tickets will be given away and how many paid tickets are up for sale? Again, reread our article French Sports Minister says no plan B for Olympics opening ceremony. And tell me, in the plans as they stand right now, how many free tickets will be given away and how many paid tickets are up for sale? You'll find our article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, RFIEnglish.com, as well as on the Sound Kitchen and Club's Facebook pages. Baby brother, what's this week's bonus question?
2: The question this week was suggested by Kuki Jaranara Yesmin from Bogura, Bangladesh. Kuki wants to know, and so do we, who is your best friend and why? Again, the bonus question for this week is, who is your best friend and why? Remember, we're happy to hear your ideas for bonus questions, so please send them in.
1: Baby brother, who's your best friend? Aside from me.
2: (laughs) <laughs> I have a committee of best friends, um, counting about uh, four from university, two of whom got married, so that's useful. So I could send you just one call to both of them, and about one, two, three, four friends from school who all live in the same area. Oh, that's so lovely. yeah, over the past couple of weeks, I've been seeing two of them to gain the gauge their sage advice and just. Grab some more of their love and generosity, which they've been giving me since school days.
1: Excellent. <laughs> yeah. I know. Old friends, yeah. old friends, and old friends.
2: Because it's a bit the same for you, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I have to say besties. Because <laughs> lucky me, I have more than one. I have a posse. I'd be lost without them. And every single one of my besties I can talk to and laugh with for days without end. I also know they'll always be there for me, no matter what, as I am for them, because they're wise, interesting, open, fun, and just downright good human beings. Love you, my girls. What about you? You have until the sixteenth of January, twenty twenty-four, to get your answers to the quiz and the bonus question in. Be sure to tune in on the twentieth of January to hear if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code, and don't forget to let me know if you are a Miss, a, miss, a Mrs., or a Mister. I don't want to get it wrong.
2: quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr that's english.service at rfi.fr you can also text your answer to the sound kitchen mobile phone dial plus plus three three six three one one two nine six eight two. that's plus 336 96 82. Eight two. always include your postal mailing address and if you have one your rfi club membership number you are listening to
1: the sound kitchen and susan is cooking and now more from and about you it's time for the listener's corner take it away my dear baby brother
2: The question you answered for this week, suggested by Rafik bin Kondakar Litton, was which season do you prefer and why? Let's start with summertime. It's Radha Krishna Pillai's favourite, he wrote, it heralds the season of happiness, growth and prosperity. It's a time of fresh harvests, which are the fruits of past labour and the commencement of a new agricultural cycle – The concept of summer in India is associated with growth and maturity, especially that of cultivated plants. It's a festive time with all the anxieties, hopes and joy which usher in a new enthusiasm for life. For Kashif Khalil, it's because, as he wrote, it's good for agriculture, killing certain bacteria and insects which are harmful to plants. Ha.
1: That's the opposite for us in Texas. Winter is when the insects get killed off in general. And if we don't have a cold winter, the fleas and the cockroaches will be legion the next summer. Yeah, yeah, they're really gross. Speaking of Texans, Omoefe Onoriobe loves summer best because as he put it, "I like having fun under the blazing sun." Whoa. Blazing is right, Omoefe. Lucky that you love the heat living in that inferno that is our state.
2: Mohammed Shamin votes for summer too. He wrote, summer is a season of joy and entertainment with cool weather. I mean, I suppose he means cool as in good rather than cool heat. Anyway, with cool weather and interesting summertime activities. Who votes for spring? Arne Tim, because as he wrote, nature has fresh colours, beautiful flowers and birdsong. Ditto for Hans Werner Lollecker. He wrote, for me, it used to be fall, but now I have turned to spring with all the power of nature on display. Hans added, In 1969, I was in Nebraska in the United States, where some of my Danish family had migrated. One of my father's cousins, who'd never been to Denmark, asked me, Is it true what my mother told me that there's nothing as beautiful as Denmark in May? I could only tell him his mother was right. Debashish Gope also loves spring the most because, as he wrote, the trees are filled with green leaves and colourful flowers. The red palash and the Krishna Chura trees create heavenly feelings. Ooh, Dabashish, I looked up those flowering
1: trees. Lucky you. Just the photos create heavenly feelings. So, baby brother... Who likes winter best?
2: Icy times. Uh, Karuna Kantapal to start with. Karuna wrote, Winter is the best season because it saves us from the scorching heat and the heavy rainfall. It's a pleasant season. And the best part is we can wear different and new types of winter clothes. For me, winter is the perfect season among all the seasons. Deepita Chakrabarti agrees. She wrote... After the sweltering heat of summer in India, winter is a delight. It's my favourite season. Cool with piercing winds, dim sunshine and dew and colours all around. Strolling in the parks and open spaces is a wonderful experience. Every morning is a good morning. Winter is the best season to visit Delhi. We'll keep that in mind, to Peter. Moriam Binte Rafiq is also a winter woman. I like these ice maidens. She wrote, I choose winter because here in Bangladesh, far more vegetables are available than during the other seasons. And vegetables are so good for us. It's also cooler, so we are more comfortable, and we can travel and visit our friends and family much easier. Nahid Hossein also lives in Bangladesh, and this is what he wrote... Basically, we have only two seasons, one cold, one hot. During the hot season, you suffer from extreme heat and you wish only for winter. And then when it is winter and it is very cold, you think, no, summer is better. Isn't life so strange? A temperate season that is a season that is neither cold nor hot would be really very pleasant. Something between winter and summer. Nevertheless, it seems to me that the cold of winter is less intense than the heat of summer, even though I feel very badly when I see people without proper clothes for the cold. Right. We did make people choose
1: seasons as we in the West think of them, something which today's winner, Timothy O'Foury from Ghana, reminded us of. Timothy's neighbour in Cameroon says the same, doesn't he, Paul?
2: Yep. Father Stephen Wara wrote... Africa has only two seasons, the rainy season and the dry season. My choice is the rainy season. All the dust and the air pollution calms down and I don't have to strain watering the vegetable garden. We'll close with Jayanta Chakrabarti's entry. He wrote, The Indian subcontinent is unique in having six seasons, each of two months' duration. Pre-winter, called Hermanta, is my favourite season. Lasting from November to December in the Gregorian calendar, it's the most pleasant and beautiful season, neither too hot nor too cold. Flowers are in full bloom, and fruits and vegetables are in plenty. Fun and laughter are everywhere, with people enjoying the roses, tulips and daffodils unsavouring grapes, oranges, pineapples and strawberries. Markets are flooded with peas, broccoli, cauliflower and cherry tomatoes, just to name a few. Many Indian festivals are celebrated during Hemantah and it's the prime season for getting married. It makes the wedding feel more meaningful. Remember everyone, this week's bonus question, suggested by Kuki Jayanara Yesmin from Bulgura, Bangladesh, is... Who is your best friend and why? Do you have a bonus question idea? Well, if so, send it to us at the sound kitchen, all one word, no spaces, at rfi.fr. That's it for today's listener's corner. Thanks,
1: everyone, for participating. And a special thanks to Paul Myers for hanging out in the kitchen with us.
2: A pleasure, as always, Big Sister.
0: You're listening to The Sound Kitchen on RFI.
1: Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in The Sound Kitchen and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to Erwan Rome for his input and his mixing mastery. And thanks to you for listening. Be sure and tune in next week to hear the answer to the question about the floods in northern France. The Sound Kitchen Podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, RFIEnglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch. And remember, don't mistake human beings, people, our brothers and sisters. For their governments. Shalom, Salam, peace. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's also a musician. And this week Erwan is extremely jealous of me because I got to hear the Cuban pianist Roberto Fonseca in a concert earlier this week. And he didn't. Nah, 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 nah. <music> everyone chose a recording of someone we all know, but not this young, Mr. Bob Marley of Bob Marley and the Whalers fame. You know, everyone started somewhere, and for Bob Marley and the Whalers, it was as the Whaling Whalers. They started in 1963. Well, really, the very first name for the famous Jamaican reggae band was the Teenagers. Then they were the Wailing Rude Boys. By 1965, they called themselves the Wailing Whalers, and it's under that name they made the recording you'll hear today. With some personnel changes over the years, the three original whalers performed and recorded together for 10 years until 1973, After that, Bob Marley and the Wailers was the name of Marley's group once he began his solo career. But here, you'll hear the three kids as they were in 1965, and they were kids. Bunny Wailer was just 18, Bob Marley was 20, and Peter Tosh, a grand 21 years of age. You know this song by heart, One Love, written by Bob Marley, but did you ever hear it performed by the Wailing Wailers? No? Well, it's your lucky day because that is exactly what Air One has in store for you. Thanks, Air One, for yet another musical discovery. Talk to y'all next week.
0: One love, one heart, let us join together and I'll feel all right. One love, oh Lord up mercy, one heart. I tell you, heaven is how I pray and I will feel all right together and I feel all right now Then I might pass all your dirty remarks. There is one question I'd really like to ask Is there a place for the old blessing? sinner who has I'll let you hold prisoner